let's get them claps. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, this is a very, very special episode of the Two Coaches Podcast. We have our guest right over here from Coffee Connect. You want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm Vanessa from Coffee Connect. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> very, very nice. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, how to go and pick a personal trainer. Not all personal trainers are created equal, and not every single one is going to vibe with you as an individual. So we're going to talk about how to go through that, um, kind of vet them out, and yeah, let's jump right into it. Cool. <laughs> Two coaches. It's all about the rehearsal time that we. <laughs> How many times have y'all done that together? How many episodes do we have? <laughs> <laughs> this is episode eight, so eight times. <laughs> it's all about the rehearsal, the hours, timeless. Uh, I like to imagine you like in a like in a leaky basement with like a quill, just like writing sheet music out, like. <laughs> no, crumple, throw it away. <laughs> That's how we got to where we are. <laughs> we have literally, we have literally done that eight times because this is the eighth episode. You yeah. write it in quills. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't have quills. <laughs> where do you get those, Walmart? I don't, I don't Hobby Lobby, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this down a little bit. The audio captures crazy. <laughs> stay on it. Stay on okay. It. All right, guys. So, um, okay. Woo. So, talking about how to pick a personal trainer. You, yes. um, you guys listening at home or in the car or wherever. Uh, in the bathroom, if you um, if you've been thinking about like getting into fitness, it is a good idea to go and at the very least go and talk to a professional about it. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to. There's tons of information out there, mm-hmm. but having somebody as a sherpa, a fitness sherpa, to kind of guide you through the process can help uh, alleviate some of the frustration, help you avoid some of the pitfalls, and make your you know your progress, your results a little more streamlined. So. Um, Go and go and talk to a mm-hmm. coach or a trainer, um, but you, there's a couple of things that you should think about and look for mm-hmm. um, before you go and talk to one. And then when you're in that initial, usually it's a consultation mm-hmm. or an interview. Um, there's a couple of things that you can look for uh, when you're actually in front of the person mm-hmm. that can help you kind of decide: Is this somebody that I want to work with? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So who wants to start? You got any ideas? Um, yeah, I can start. So I've been in the fitness industry for what feels like forever. It feels like a lifetime. Yeah. I've had my taste with, you know, working at a university. I used to work at the UTSA uh, rec. Um, go Roadrunners. Um, Roadrunners. Whoop, whoop, beep, beep. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, said yeah. this. Is that it? Oh. Go Roadrunners. So I used to work over there, and then I went all the way from the group X scene to uh, managing the personal trainers and such, and then went into... Voldemort gym. <laughs> Gold's gym. <clears throat> and Woo! yeah, I said it. So if you uh, don't say the name, you give it power. <laughs> Harry. Uh, so I worked with them and then now I'm currently at Lifetime. Um, and you know, I've loved I loved all of them because they've all taught me so many different things. I've been able to work with so many different people. Um, as far as, you know, professionals as well as just persons and humans being able to help them with their fitness avenue. And one thing is always going to stay true and that there's a fitness avenue for everyone, right? And I think that the initial um, sensation of going into a class or sitting down with a person is always 
um, kind of the same. Like, what are you looking for? And it's just as simple as, do we vibe? Like, do we initially get a right energy? Because as human beings, we are energetic beings and we're always outputting energy and we're always absorbing energy. And as hippie and dippy as that sounds, it's true. You know, you can be around somebody and be like, ooh, yeah, we don't vibe. Like, we don't vibe. Like, something feels wrong. And that's that internal gut feeling. That's that kind of like, do we mesh? Like, um, obviously, the people that you hang out with, it's the same kind of thing. So it's the same fit with the classes you pick, the trainers that you pick. When they're talking, does it feel genuine? Does it feel rehearsed? Does it feel pitchy? Does it feel salesy? You can pretty much, from the moment that they introduce themselves and they sit down, you know, do they have their body open to you? Do they have their their arms crossed? Were they late? Uh, Do they feel, do they overall feel prepared? Like, it really is initially, for me, the most important thing is always like, do we vibe right off the bat? Or is this about to be like almost unenjoyable experience <laughs> right yeah yeah i think i've i think i've uh over the years i've always thought about it i guess not backwards it can work but like molding you have to be so flexible that you like mold yourself to whatever type of trainer this person needs mm-hmm. but if you i think i was i was thinking about this when we were talking about it last week um if you are confident and like solid in the type of person Mm -hmm. that you are Mm -hmm. and the kind of the outcomes and hopes that you have for people around you Mm -hmm. you know this is the career choice that we've picked right Mm -hmm. this is our avenue Mm -hmm. um so obviously we're biased Mm -hmm. in in being able to connect with people on this level but like when you become a personal trainer and you start down this path you're like i'm gonna help all these people and you can get lost i think if you don't stay concrete to to what you really hope for yourself core values yeah Yeah. those core values important and a lot of businesses talk about it but it's not reinforced. Um, and it's almost like heavily, heavily leaned one direction when mm-hmm. you're sitting there talking about being salesy. Mm-hmm. Although you are connecting with somebody um, maybe quote unquote better than somebody else or mm-hmm. you know you can vibe with people better. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to get lost in the back of your head just like, well, I have to make this sale also. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, whenever you, whenever you go and you get with a personal trainer, that is a, that's a relationship that's being, it's a professional relationship, right. but a relationship yeah. nonetheless. And you gotta, you... While, while we are adaptable, we can kind of mold our style, like you were saying, to somebody. Like if somebody needs a gentler approach, I you call can it a do chameleon that. approach. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're yeah. still switch, a chameleon. You yeah, yeah. Right. So, like, I, I remember working with this one lady, and uh, and she was like, yell at me. Yeah. Yell at me. I want the boot camp experience. If mm-hmm. I'm not pushing hard, I want you to be like, come on, you worthless turd. Let's go, <laughs> push it. And and I was like. I could I could do that. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. So like I do remember the like the, it was like probably the third workout. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Come on. You can I, I can't do this. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah. so sorry. Just Put your feels... elbows out and just take a breath and push. Yeah. I, I I can't yell at you." Yeah. And um it was because it was so out of character. It was mm-hmm. so <laughs> it was so yeah, it was it was it was fake. And that is um so if you're a trainer out there just just some just some advice from from experience mm-hmm. if you are a trainer out there um who finds yourself constantly thinking like oh i just gotta mm-hmm. i just gotta fit everybody dude Mm-mm, kill that shit right it. now you will be wow. you will be more energy successful yeah, yeah you'll be more successful because you'll be pouring all of your energy into into an authentic version of yourself yep. and you'll be able to help the people that will actually resonate with you so don't think that you've got to be all things to all people because you never will and if you try you're just going to end up exhausted and frustrated and your clients are going to leave i think it shows a lot of integrity to 
to be, you know, when you're in the fitness realm for what, like three to five years, you start knowing a crap ton of people. I think we all pretty much know each other for the most part, or you know of each other. And so that's why I actually really love the company I'm with because we, it's the one company I've been in that supports handing off clients and you talk up your team members and you just say, you know what? you sound like you would fit perfectly with this individual because they specialize in the area you're trying to work with. I like totally put my hand to the book, like they're going to take care of you. And it's, it's wonderful because it's freaking awesome. I can only kind of speak from, from truth. Like it's really, I have a really hard time lying. Right. So what's wonderful about the company as well is that there's only ridiculously qualified people. So I genuinely mean that when, when I hand them off, this person is educated. I would trust my mother, my sister, my nieces. Like you trust your most valued persons in your life with any and one of these individuals. individuals. So, um, but yeah, I think that even if you aren't, say, in the company that I work for and you might not feel that way, being able to have an avenue of getting comfortable with people that do not specialize in something that you specialize in. So if you need a prehab rehab, if you need an Olympic lifter, if you need a bodybuilder, do not, like there's a, there's a fine line between challenging yourself and being like, cool, I've never had this type of client. I'm gonna open up my spectrum and I'm going to challenge myself to be better as a trainer. But there's also that fine line of knowing I'm not qualified, I'm gonna put this person in danger, I'm not gonna give them you know, everything they deserve and I need to pass you off. Because yeah. like, you don't wanna be greedy, you don't wanna be out of alignment, you don't wanna, you, know, you, you have to be honest with yourself because clients will figure that out. You yeah. know? They'll figure that out probably within the first four weeks. They'll be like, you really don't know what you're doing. And it's okay to be like, you know what? You're right. I'm actually been researching. I'm trying my hardest. Yeah. And at this point, I do feel like you're better off with such and such. Oh, or the courage that takes. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be able to acknowledge that you don't know what you're doing. And I, I understand that at some point, trainers start at a point where we don't know what we're doing because we've never had the person to person experience. I remember my first year in golds and being like pulling out some crap from college, like some Pilates moves and looking up on bodybuilding.com and being like, <laughs> I don't know how to do any of these machines. Like I don't, I just, yeah. I remember feeling so lost and not knowing how to program because I wasn't necessarily taught how to do that in school per se, like in a gym environment right. and having a ton of clients to have to like be able to do that. But I, surrounded myself with people that knew more than I did and had more years of experience and I wasn't I wasn't shy away from being wrong or sounding stupid there literally was no stupid questions it was like why do you do that with that person and and how did you get that person to there and yeah. just being able to be vulnerable and being honest as a trainer and being saying like I don't know how to do that how do you do that and then if it also is applicable to your journey yep. put yourself through it because that's one of the most valuable feelings is actually having the sensation and wherewithal and be able to recall how did I feel in this exact moment did I feel defeated did I feel sore did I feel like empowered that's how my clients are going to feel you know that's so valuable that's beautiful yeah
You take the notes, <laughs> you take the notes out there, trainers. Write it down. Yeah, this, this episode, I mean, dude, that was like a crash course. You know, had like a decade's worth awesome. of, of experience. Thank you so, for coming to my TED Talk. So, <laughs> I'm out. So, so, so to recap, be courageous. Ex- yeah. Don't expect to know everything. And don't expect to vibe with everybody, mm-hmm. trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know something, pass them off. I'm not going to go get someone ready for an IFBB Absolutely bodybuilding show. Absolutely not. Not my scene, not my thing. I'll yeah. be like, hey, check it out. See that super jack dude over there yeah we'll talk to that dude yeah um and 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 be okay with that and be and have the courage to admit that that they might be able to work with with somebody a little bit better for their goals mm-hmm. and and then take the take the action yeah don't don't try to fake it till you make it that doesn't doesn't work but you know what too there's a there's a lot to be said for watching and researching and seeing other client testimonials like if your trainer is out of alignment for like things that you believe and if they're not necessarily practicing what they preach or you start talking to their clients and you can clearly pick up some kind of like unhealthy behaviors like they're eating 800 calories and they're doing two hours of cardio a day or something like that there's a lot to say about shopping if you're a potential client and you're looking at you know, who do I go with? It's okay to ask for tes- uh, testimonials and ask around and be like, when you were with that trainer, how did you feel? Did you get, you know, successes? Like, what did you get from it? And it's not always weight-based, um, but it has a lot to do with how did it impact your life as a whole? Like, did it make you a better human? Did it make you a better partner? Like, were you operating, you know, high at a higher level with your job? You know, things like that, because what you do with your physicality and how you do your your physical practice will bleed into your external life and that's one of the first things that I actually ask when I sit down with someone besides introducing myself is like like lifetime aside I want to know who the heck you are as a human like tell me what happens outside of those walls and that's the first question I go with and they get a little like caught off guard because they're like okay are we in a therapy session or Mm -hmm. like are like what's going on but it, I, I really do think it's important because you're a human outside of this experience and there's so much more happening in your 23 hours of the day than that one, you know, that little, that little time that I get in front of you that's going to impact your success as a, you know, as a new person towards your fitness journey, you know? Yeah, external influences, I think, too, have such a huge role to play because and people don't really think about them mm-hmm. uh, and some people do some people come in and they're like right on that same mm-hmm. and you have the conversation naturally right but if you can approach them with that question a lot of people it makes them stop and think like you know what and I have been hearing I was thinking about that I've, I've been hearing a lot more not that not that there was a no one in the whole time of me being a trainer that ever said it but I've been hearing a lot more people in my close you know in my circle of, of friends and family that are all of a sudden, it's not so much about like how much they hate this about their body and they want to lose weight, uh, but a lot more about the overlying, the over, what is the what are the word I'm thinking? Overshadowing, Over, overarching. Yeah, overarching. Yeah, the overarching connectivity between all of their their problems and weight loss journey and all this stuff right. has to do with being overall fit, which I've been hearing a lot more now. People saying like, I just want to be want to be really healthy, and it's not so much about the image. Which I, I, I guess the external influences with everything being so crazy too, that kind of gives people, kind of pushes them in a, in a, in a, a little see. corner. 
Um, but so that's I, what you meant by external influences. Yeah, man. Because people come in and they don't even think about those external influences and they're just like, I need to lose weight. This scale needs to go down. Right. You sit with the trainer and the trainer and you go back and forth and then we're on a program. But like the external influences, figuring out who they are outside of the walls of the gym um, can help you as a trainer guide in the right direction and can help them in their journey and find it quicker if you guys don't mesh or if they need somebody else. Right. Or So being organic and, and open and honest and asking the right questions like you said, being courageous, being honest, and then I guess being being that moldable kind of for yourself even, uh, trainer for other people. That's so freaking perfect. So like for those of you who are considering going and talking to a personal trainer for yeah. the first time, compile that shit. Make sure that you have uh, – and it, we, we were so run and gun all the time. So many of us are just you know plowing through our days. Take a couple of seconds to step back and look at what those external factors might be that are that have that have led you to this place where you feel like you need to go and talk to a personal trainer, um, and and know what those are because the personal trainer, if they're if they're if they're good, if they're respectable, professional, they're gonna ask. Yeah. Um, and then also to uh, uh, to Vanessa's point, um, be ready to ask for some testimonials. Yeah. yeah. And be ready to look at it. Um, be ready to look at it from that world. Uh, whole wholesale pragmatic kind of yeah uh, angle. Don't just look at like well he uh, or she got their client to lose forty five pounds. Yeah. That's and that's if that's all you care about, you can wind up in a really really nasty situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because in order to lose those forty five pounds, they had to put them on a you know three hundred calorie diet. Don't ever do that. Um, <laughs> but they put them on a on a crazy crazy deficit. Had them working out, and they were just miserable the entire time. So well, don't just look at the results. If it's if it's coming off fast, it's going to come back on fast, yeah. and that's all you have to understand is that there is no magic pill. And I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. Yeah. There is no magic pill. There are plenty of, you know crap supplements that will absolutely increase your heart rate and will give you all sorts of side effects that are not wonderful and your central nervous system yeah and then there and you have to deal with things as serious as like heart arrhythmias and you know sleeplessness and you know it's it's just not it's not a good avenue to dive into thinking that there are things that are capsulated literally that are going to solve your issues and when you dive into a little bit more, and this is, we're going to go off on a tangent, and that's guaranteed, and that's okay. But, <laughs> but, but there, there, it's guaranteed that your relationship with food and your relationship with fitness and your relationship with the question, the question is like, why? Why do you want to lose that? What would that do for you? Like, yeah, what yeah. would that bring to your life? What would that make you feel? What's behind that? Like, if you ask them a couple times, most often times, I get the breakdown. I get the, like, oh, shit. Like, she's really staring into my freaking soul right now, and we're about to get real. I'm getting, like, chills. Mm-hmm. Because, like, because it, me- it, it, but it means so much to me because I also really have to open up myself. And I think that that's really important, too, is that, you know, a trainer should be able to meet you and be able to make you feel human and not make you feel less than, not make you feel like... Um, you're not perfect as you are. Like there is getting better in health, but there's also realizing that that something happened to you. For instance, like we could, there could be trauma. There could be the fact that you're in a, a health career. A lot of my service people, like that are in hospitals, that are other fellow trainers, that are first responders and military or teachers, people that are service-minded individuals, love putting themselves last. And then it's 10 years later and they've gained, 
80 pounds and self-care they don't understand yeah they don't understand who they're looking at in the mirror and but they've given their child the best education and they've given their husband or wife you know all these supportive opportunities but the person that came last on the list every single freaking time was themselves and either their coping mechanism is massive consumption of alcohol food going out or you know, massive amounts of TV to just use as numbing coping mechanisms to disregard what the real issue was, which was not putting themselves first. It comes down to making that step. And so when I'm sitting in front of somebody and they say, I need help, and they're acknowledging it to me, I try to remind them, I appreciate you. I see you. I hear you. You have no idea what like momentum you're on to even acknowledge that you're ready to ask for help. Like that is so important and I'm, I'm proud of you. I love that you're here asking for help because that's where it starts. And you, you feel when somebody's ready. You feel when someone's not so ready. Like right. they think that they need to ask for help and they think they're asking the right things. But then you, the, the, the couple of people though that come up to you and they're like, I'm done. Like I'm done being sick and tired. I'm done. Like I need, I need to make a change. Um, and it's hard. But after that is some of the hardest stuff because they don't want to stick with it because they start realizing how much work it is and how much more comfortable it is being uncomfortable and being in their, you know, little home of chaos and coping mechanisms and... Right. Even if the path is horrible mm -hmm. that they're on, it's It's still It's so much more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. The lazy river. Lazy river, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it is, and that's literally what I've, I've I've told people. That's what you're doing. Like right now, you're in the lazy river, and you've decided to stand up, and you're trying to figure out which way to go. Mm-hmm. Some people go for the for that nearest exit, mm-hmm. and sometimes it works, and sometimes you're right back in. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, what it is is you're getting up, you're turning around, you're dragging two or three tubes with you, and you're walking the other direction upstream. Yeah. And people are like, "Get the hell out of the way!" And people are grabbing <laughs> onto your tubes, like, "Hey, come on." Yep. And you just, all of a sudden, you lay down and you're like floating again and you're just like, what, what just and, happened? <laughs> and that's, I was just That's a beautiful so, depiction, so though. So excited. Yeah. I used to say that at the ranch. I was, think, well, I was thinking about it, like there's a lot of things from the ranch. And it's that, those dynamics, like going from the ranch to Gold's to mm-hmm. training on my own and here at the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, not gonna, I'm not going to say I've lost some of those, but in the environment, it was so, so much easier mm-hmm. to pull from those personal experiences mm-hmm. from those actual desires like this is what I want for you mm-hmm. this is what I hope or hey I see you where you're at mm-hmm. I, I love this is what and, and being able to like attach yourself to that that momentum and help them along the way I was thinking about it like having somebody in front of you who mm-hmm. has those they say the same words mm-hmm. you can tell that yeah. they, they are passionate about making a change mm-hmm. and that they are having feelings of being sick and tired mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of the, the contrarian attitude or maybe it's because they're whatever, right? All, they're just not quite at that moment where they're like, yes. Let's go. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have to, as a trainer then, do you have to like push them in a general direction? It depends on the trainer. I was thinking so, about it. So like your, your analogy of the river is, is perfect because the, um, the, you're going along with the flow and then you decide no. And you stick your feet through the tube and you're like, no. I'm done. So you stand up and you start walking and you're right. There's people grabbing onto you. Mm-hmm. The river itself is already powerful enough. And then mm-hmm. you still have people that are like, nah, come on. It's going to be great. And, and you're having to fight against that. You're good friends, man. <laughs> and, 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 you, and you have, um, or family. and you may, if you're doing people it by yourself. You care about. 
if you if you're doing it by yourself, then you're then you're you know you're you're trudging through. Or if you have somebody with you, if you have somebody who's helping to try to pull you and guide you mm-hmm. back to the shore, back into the into the stream that you want to be that you really want to be in. Um, I mean that 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 might be the only person yeah. in that person's whole world who is like, no, nah, come on, we can do this, we can do this. So be very picky with whose hand, with the person that that hand is attached to. Because they might be the only one truly trying to guide you into the into the right, well, in the I, right spot. I think on the trainer side, but also the member side, it's okay to not be ready. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to not be ready, but you need to be honest with yourself and do your trainer a a solid by being like, you mm-hmm. know what? Here is what I'm ready for. Yeah. What I can do is I can show up, and I would appreciate you working me out, but I'm not gonna work on my food. Yeah. I'm not okay. I'm not ready yet to give anything. I'm not ready to give my alcohol away. Uh, you're probably not going to get any more sleep out of me. Like I'm going to probably be on four hours of sleep, but here is what I'm ready. And here's what I have energy to do. Because if the right trainer is sitting in front of you, they'll appreciate that honesty. And they'll say, thank you for not telling me what you think I want to hear. Yeah. And thank you for telling me what you're ready for. Yeah. Because you know, and then on the trainer aspect, being able to not let yourself be totally weighed down by your clients' not your clients' non-successes. If you have been giving your all, if you've been giving them homework, if you've been giving them the right workouts, if you've been giving them the meal plans, and you're showing up and they're they're no showing you and they're late canceling or something like that. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? Like, how, how could I even be of more service to you? You need to be able to acknowledge and meet somebody like where they're at as well and be able to kind of sense that and be like, you know what? Like, there is no me showing up 150% to make up for the 50% that you're not showing up for. Like, Correct. we can't do that. This, that's not how this relationship is going to be. That's how any of the relationship is going to be. You have to, meet, you have to be able to meet each other, right? Yeah, the successful ones. Right, because I remember being so tied to my client's success that when they failed, I took that on, right. and it was so, it, you, you take it so personally, and it's not because you aren't qualified, it's not because you're not educated, it's not because... You don't care. Right, and that was a huge deal for me. It would break my heart whenever I would see my client falling, like falling back and sitting on the scale and being like, how have I not lost any you know, weight? And when I was initially not as strong as a as strong of a client to be able to be like, well, let's have that talk. Yeah. Why do, why do you have that weight still? Why have you gained that weight still? How about all of the things that you haven't been doing that we've agreed upon? You know, like it take, it does take a lot of, um, power and confidence and tact, like being able to say it, say it the right way is huge because you hold so much power as a trainer that you are actually impacting someone's, um, like visual sense of how they see their body, how they interact with food, how they interact yep. with, you know, so many other things. Again, kind of full circle going back into like how it bleeds out to the rest of their life. If you tell them, if you handle that situation poorly, they're never going to want to step on a scale again. They're never going to want to come back into a gym. They are always going to be fighting with their their relationship with food and they could even be going yeah. into a worse situation Backwards, yeah right As yeah. A cl- from the client standpoint i'm thinking i was thinking from the client standpoint like you've got to be honest with yourself also like as a trainer i think that's been a hard not uphill battle necessarily mm-hmm. but a slow mm-hmm. um and then there's been pinnacle moments where you're like i do this all the time and i need to stop doing that 
and we're able to fix it, but we're also in the environment and like usually around like-minded people and bouncing ideas off of, you know, and it's not always positive, but we're usually in the, in an area where it's not so difficult to, to sit, you know, we're not sitting down in front of somebody for the first time telling them our, our innermost secrets or fe- having those feelings anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as a client sitting there in front of them, just reminding yourself, even if it is difficult to be as honest as possible with yourself, mm-hmm. you may not, you may, it may not come out in front of this mm-hmm. table conversation with this person you just met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in the first one, maybe. But being, being, reminding yourself of, you know, like, I'm not effing doing this. I'm not doing this, this, and this. Yeah. And just thinking about that beforehand, maybe. I know a lot of people are introspective. It's not, it's not something that people are just running around thinking about. Yeah. But being able to either give the, however you want to put it, give uh-huh. the trainer a chance. Uh-huh. To maybe try to do some work and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but being honest with yourself and mindful of those things as opposed to like you know what there's a difference between not vibing with somebody uh-huh. and not wanting to do what it is that this person's asking you because you're not ready yeah and as, as for trainers and everybody's a little bit different i'm sure that there are some people that are just you know they're just out there and they're like no i want to show up you give me my workout and then i want to leave i don't want to know you i don't want to talk to oh, you i'm, I'm, sure, those people. I, I'm yeah. sure there's some people like that out there that would vibe with a trainer that's kind of hands-off and just kind of you know you work when you're there and you leave and well the online environment too yeah. yeah so so you know that that is that is true but for the for the most part especially when you when you listen to to vanessa talk and how passionate mm-hmm. she is about connecting with the individual yes. A lot of people who truly need a trainer or truly need a coach mm-hmm. are in that place as well where there has to be that partnership. There has mm-hmm. to be that relationship building. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's, and that's really, really good. So, so be, ready to, um, be ready to go kind of going back to clients if you're thinking about you know, getting involved with, getting involved with, get, yeah, getting hiring, involved with yeah. hiring a personal investing, trainer. Yeah. yeah, investing into, into a personal trainer. Um, do yourself a favor and have that pre-checklist. Think about what Michael was talking about with those external factors. What are the things that are bombarding me right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, not, I'm getting three hours of sleep a night. Okay, that's good. You know, you know that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. So, so write out those lists. What are the things that are impacting me right now? From, Non-negotiables. Yeah, from, ex- yeah. from these external factors. And then write out a list of the things that you're ready to do and mm-hmm. not ready to do. Mm-hmm. As your trainer, um, if you have a trainer like Vanessa who, um, and, and like, I'm p- comfortable to say like us. <laughs> No, 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 I mean like a a trainer that's going to be invested in you as an individual, personally. Um, As that trainer gets more experience and as that trainer learns a little bit more, they'll be able to better help, well, they'll be able to identify you through a couple of different techniques, Mm -hmm. figure out what stage you are in in what's called the decision decision hierarchy, Mm -hmm. Um, what what stage of ambivalence you are in. Mm -hmm. They'll be able to identify that a little bit uh, quicker and they'll be able to custom tailor their style. Like if you have somebody who's in... Uh, they're like, well, I'm here because my doctor said I needed to be here, but I think that doctor's crazy. You're not going to put that person on a plan just yet because no. you have to work them through that, that thought process a little more. Oh, what's so funny too that I just realized is I was just talking to my mom yesterday about yeah. this. So she was like, so my mom is a neonatal nurse practitioner who is just nice. like just retired, right? So she has, she's a brilliant mind. She's highly intelligent. She knows how the body works. Yes, she worked with babies, but she's of a science mind. So she, she knows things, right? And she loves to nerd out and research all the time, reading articles and things like that. I like her already. Can we have her on the show? Oh yeah. She would be wonderful. She would be so wonderful. Sheila. Sheila. Hi, Sheila. How's it going, Sheila? You want to come on the show? (laughs) You can tag her. She would love that. Hashtag bring Sheila on. She thought, y'all were so cute. Um, Yeah. Mom approved. You got mom 
mom being approved. Cute. She heard all my curse words. It's fine. <laughs> I, I got the curse words from her. But she <laughs> and my dad and my dad's soccer team. So let's be real. Um, it's not even my fault. Shout out, dad. Yeah. <laughs> totally not my fault. Um, but yeah, but it was it was interesting to see someone who is about to turn sixty eight years old and is still like going through her journey of like what fits for me right now in my retired position. And she's still, she's reading all these articles and these feedback of like, how do I get started? And um, it, it was just funny to me for her bouncing off ideas. She's like, well, this trainer says this on this online format. What do you think about that? Oh, and I was like, mom, you know, you can't get yourself overwhelmed with like hitting a specific number of workouts when you know you're reading yes there's so many so many resources online right you need to do this you need to do that there's a very like black and white that's just i'm gonna go ahead and call that bullshit there's no like there's no like copy and paste this is perfect for you it's always gonna work it's understanding that just as individualized as we are in our internal body like our whole format like our chemistry system there is a there's a, also a very unique formula to how success is going to hit you with your with developing your fitness routine. So when you're getting started, trying not to set your expectations too high for yourself as far as like I haven't been working out in X amount of months and now all of a sudden I'm expecting myself to return 300% by hitting three days a week and I'm gonna do a workout routine that I've never even known how to approach and I don't know how to move my body and I don't know how to do this. Like you're expecting a lot for yourself, right? That's a lot of change. And if there's anything that's for sure about humans, it's that we're habitual, we love comfort, we love routine. And so to change your routine now three days out of the week that way, I mean, that's a lot of change. So even just starting with, I'm going to do one thing new this week and it's going to be, you know, a little bit more sleep or it's going to be, I'm going to get a little bit more water each day or I'm going to, and I'm going to shoot for one workout. Like setting your expectations that are more realistic is so much easier executed and you'll feel so much better when that sticks around for a good month and then you're ready to kind of add on to that. But it's, it's, it's so beautiful to me to have to talk to an individual like my mom who's just so highly educated and still has such a hard time figuring out what works for her because, you know, she's, she's 68, she, she's a pickleball champ, and she loves kayak. She loves anything like cardio-based, right? But she is, you know, hearing from her doctor that she needs to take um, – statins she she needs to take stuff for her heart she needs to take stuff for her blood she needs to take um she needs to do something for her bones and things like that and I'm like and I've been like honing on her for years about getting into weight training and I've given her workouts and I've given and I've worked out with her and even you know if you are a trainer and you're trying to do all the same things with your family it's okay I feel your pain (laughs) (laughs) I love every part of my family but goodness like it is very challenging, and that might be another topic too, is like training uh, your loved ones and training your partners is not always the best thing to do. I won't, I won't do it. It's, not, some, it's Sometimes it's just not the best thing to do just because sometimes they don't listen. Sometimes you're not necessarily looking at them with the best like appropriate eye. But yeah, I mean, if you are, if you're a coach and you're looking at training yourself, that's incredibly hard. If you are of a science-based mind and you're you're still having issues, 
just understand that you're not alone. Like there's yep. you, it is okay to, to feel like you need to hire outside of yourself. I just heard we returned a, a rental car today and the, the, of course, per usual, right? Bianca's always talking about like, Michael knows everybody. Michael's always talking to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's, I, I love that about her too, but you don't see that when I like force myself into conversations, into, into people's lives. If it comes up organi- organically, she's on it, right? So yeah. I, walk, I was like, I have got to go. <laughs> and she's over there talking to the enterprise lady. Yeah. yeah. It came up organically, man. Yeah, she's and there. She's, they're, they're looking at wedding dress websites. Aww. And I was like, what? And she's like, of course, this is where I got it, blah, blah, blah. And then the lady starts talking. She's super excited. Um, Bianca wants to buy another wedding dress. <laughs> no. no. already married. No. <laughs> but we're sitting there talking, and she's... Um, she's telling you know, oh my my, well, we've been married for for this long. They're about to have their ten year, and they want to have an actual wedding. They didn't have a wedding, Aww. so they're gonna have this big beautiful wedding. That's she's super so, excited. That's so cute. My husband's a personal trainer, and she's like, oh, he's a personal trainer, and we start talking, and he does speed and agility throughout San Antonio. He's mobile. She said, I used to be a personal trainer. That's where we met. We met at the gym. And they're talking, um, but she said it and, it, and I don't know why. I mean, it, obviously, it's inside my heart, which is why it clicks so heavy. But she was like, you know, and you know, we met as personal trainer. She goes, and I'm not. I mean, I used to be an athlete, but I'm not an athlete anymore. So it's really hard to like, and she was talking about getting going and getting, you know, working out and doing these yeah. things. And I was like, yeah, that's it. <coughs> that's exactly, that's exactly what I was talking about with myself the other day. And we, it's hard to tell people that it's hard to say that out loud and realize the importance of it Yeah. from a trainer standpoint. Like if you're not, if you're not on a, a team sport or you're not actively engaged and like you're doing Krav Maga now, like it's, yeah. it's almost like this. This this whole thing has started, right? And we'll see where it goes. But if you're not doing that and you're trying to fool yourself, like you're like, I'm killing it. I'm killing it. Mm-hmm. You might not be because your discipline isn't all there. There's not some other eye checking out on this, helping you along the way. Like mm-hmm. we have so much confidence in our ability, especially if you really care about people. Mm-hmm. You try 10%, you're going to end up helping this person in front of you. And it feels good. And you're like, yeah, I'm all about people. And going back to the beginning, if you're not about yourself mm-hmm. and not making sure that you're up to the up to what your own standards, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be really hard to to maintain that. Mm-hmm. But understanding the difference, like you're not, you're not going to be able to train yourself or just be like, "Ma, I got you. Let me help you." Yeah, it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Well, what's interesting too is that when I was so I've I've been a soccer athlete my entire life, right? So I've always had that external structure of a coach, mm-hmm. and I've also always had that external support of a team, mm-hmm. and and I always had this like internal competition with I have to be the best athlete so I can stand out, so I can get affirmation from my coach. Right, <laughs> right. And for a while there, my coach was my dad, so there's that's a whole nother layer. But like, <laughs> but but you know, as I got older and I and I you know was in college and I was still playing soccer there. Um, when I left college, then I was kind of put on my butt because I'm like, okay, how do I even find another indoor team, an outdoor mm-hmm. team, like? I didn't really know how to even start a routine and I didn't know how to stick with it. And I didn't know what I was training for. Like I felt so lost. I was like, I'm not playing anymore. But that structure was just gone. Yeah. But I still wanted to have, I still had this hunger to be like an elite athlete. And then I've, so I've gone through these phases of like, okay, I trained super hard and now I'm super fast, but for what? Like, but for what? Like, what am I, yeah. What am I doing now? Like, and so it's, it's interesting to see athletes evolve into individual athletes and to like just how do you how do you find out what kind of workout routine is best for you and like what kind of keeps you I guess moving forward and not feeling static 
And if you are one of those, you know, ex-athletes that are feeling that way, understand that that's totally normal. And, and it just find something that you actually enjoy doing and then stick with it. And it's okay if it's not team sports anymore, you know, but I will say that if you are an athlete getting into something like Olympic lifting or functional training is wonderful for the mind because it's, it offers so much stimulation and it offers what I always call the puzzle piece. Like it makes me feel like by the end of the workout, I have to figure out how I'm going to get through it. Mm -hmm. And Shout out to Transcend Fitness because <laughs> y'all are kind of like that too. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you know, y'all's workouts, y'all's group workouts, you know, I'm sure that a lot of, a lot of the athletes feel like, you know, when they see, when they walk in and they're like, oh, I can never do that. And then they see someone either older or, you know, with certain circumstances after they talk to them, like, oh man, like this person is in this situation. Right. I had no idea that I could get, you know, um, into the, you know, just as good as they are lifting so much as they, as they are. Um, cause I thought I had XXX against me or something like that. So yeah. that's the first time we've ever been, <clears throat> uh, had a shout out. She was like, she was like, that's me, that's me. That's us. That's us. That's what we do. So, so having, having some kind of goal in mind is, is really, really, so, so for all of you people looking out there to, uh, to get a coach to recap again, you got to uh, be, start with being really, really honest with yourself. Look at your external factors. What has impacted your life and, and where you're at? Uh, what, what's brought you to the point where you are looking to get a personal trainer? Um, then compile a list of what you're ready to do, what you're willing to do and able to do, and be freaking honest with yourself and take that into take that into your coaching session, and then also, especially if you have been a, a, a previous athlete or been on a team sport, um, even if you haven't, think about something that that you think is really cool that you would like to do. Um, whether that's I want to start Olympic lifting, or I want to go and run in the Spartan race, or I've always wanted to do a triathlon. Having some sort of goal like that beforehand in mind will help prepare you before you go into that initial meeting with, uh, with a trainer or with a coach. Yeah. Take all that in and then sit down in front of that person and do your vibe God. check. If I had a client that walked up and did that, I would, oh just, I would be like start crying. crying. I, I would be say, like, start crying. why are you the perfect person right now? Like, I'm done. Do Mic drop. Be yeah. Like, we, did we just become best friends? You just move the desk out of the way and like scooch over. Oh, I was just bring it in for the real thing. You listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! If you have somebody that comes in yeah, with this, with the, all again. this shit done, you said, <laughs> yeah, I would be elated. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. Um, but it would it, it it'll it'll help and it'll help you stay efficient. One of the things one of the things that put people in into bad relationships with their trainers is they've they've gone and they sat down and they're like, well, I guess this will work. And now you've already invested time. You don't want to be wrong. You want to give the person the benefit of the doubt. And so this this thing that was never going to work in the first place turns into a six month long bad relationship. Yeah. And it, and and you've wasted all that time. Do yourself a favor. Do your trainer a favor, put in this little mental work beforehand, and then go and then go and talk. If you have a good trainer, if you get in front of somebody who's really, really experienced and knows and knows what they're doing and can can kind of help guide you, then when you get into that consultation or into that initial interview, they will guide you through all this. Mm-hmm. This is a part of the process. But if you have already had a, uh, a chance to think about what these things are and what these answers are going to be, 
then you can um, you can kind of skip a lot of the BS that people fall into, those pitfalls that people fall into, and get right to work with somebody who is going to vibe with you well, who is going to be invested in you as a person, and is going to align with what you're trying to do. If you can do that, mm-hmm. then you then when you hit the ground, man, mm-hmm. you're just gonna it's gonna be nothing but but you know tackling what's necessary to hit your goal. Mm-hmm. That's really super cool. Yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> um, also, if you, um, I don't want you to think like you have to go through this huge introspective exercise again. If you get in front of yeah, a good yeah. trainer, they'll walk you through this. Right. Um, but but to but to know what to expect and to have maybe have a little bit of preemptive thinking on it, even even just like on the drive over, being like, what do I really want, is is a really really powerful. Thing. That would be a great place to start yeah. because yeah. you know when I. When we're in our orientation process and our consultation process, that is one of the first things I say is like, understand that I'm here to fill in the spaces that you aren't aware of are missing. So sometimes you might not even oh, know that, that. Are, that they're missing, but also like, what do you also acknowledge that you know is missing that you're going to need help with? That's where I take a little bit of the weight off of your shoulders and I add it onto mine because that's what I'm here for. And even if it is getting you connected into the places that do not involve me. For instance, our free classes, or you know, I hand you off to another trainer, or I end up just kind of letting you know where a really cool piece of equipment that you can incorporate in your workout that will help you execute your workout better. Like understand that if a trainer is in front of you and they're genuinely out to make your best experience with fitness, sometimes that might be them not going and moving forward with you. It should be them helping you, period. Like, whatever that means, you know? And I think that that's wonderful whenever a trainer can really, like, not even talk about prices, but genuinely just talking about how can I help? What can I do of service to you? Because, you know, as a trainer, too, if trainers, if you're listening, usually experiences like that end up in referrals because they understand and they feel like um, you had my best interest. We didn't even talk about prices. I trust you now because... If there is no foundation of trust, if there's no genuine, like, integrity behind your words, people sniff that shit out, y'all. Like, trainers, don't bullshit. Don't bullshit, don't bullshit, don't bullshit. Like, don't waste your time. Don't, like, because your your rapport building and your reputation is all you have and your word. And beyond people not getting results, like, if somebody just knows that you're out for yourself, Y'all lost your business, period. Like, it's just, it's a bad, it's a wrap, you yeah, know? And, and, it, and it's, it's so hard, damn near impossible, I'd say, to recover from that. Uh-huh. Once, once, that, once that is stuck to you, Oof. yeah, it, it is, it is. And it trainers is talk. Forever. Yeah, yeah. We do, because we, we understand that sometimes we do need to pass someone off. For instance, like, yeah. if someone is not a member of my gym and they're in the San Antonio area, guess who I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer you know, people that I trust, people that I know have a, have a good interest of your, of yours, and I know that will take care of you, that are knowledgeable, you know, someone that would fit you. And if you're constantly, you know, copy and pasting programs and you're, you're not actually programming with intention and the individual in mind, other trainers pay attention to that because yep. I guarantee yep. you other trainers share that information like, no, I actually didn't really know how to, like, train this person, so I just kind of, like, mocked up some shit and then, you know sent it off and accepted a hundred dollars for it and you're like how did you yeah. Yeah. like how could you act so so much out of integrity and that's 
you know, if you are a potential client and especially in this pandemic and sorry for saying the buzzword. <laughs> what pandemic? Is there something going what? on? Wait. If, if you're in the middle of this and especially with the new CDC article out lately that's saying the underlying ish- health issues and now you're even more motivated to be working out at home. Yeah. Um, and you're looking for a program you need to be able to speak up for yourself because yeah. there's a lot of a lot of online trainers hungry because a lot of them are out of work right now and it is very easy to slip into a program that is not meant for your body and understand that it's it's okay to stand up for yourself and be like this is not working out for me you yeah. wrote this with no equipment like I don't even have any of that equipment in mind this doesn't feel right like we still need to be as trainers holding ourselves to an integrity of being like, okay, what equipment do you have? Also, what kind of conditions do you have? Do you have any surgeries, injuries, or medications that you're taking? And not be so rushed to do a copy and paste program and ship it off just purely because the personal aspect is no longer there or you're not doing a Zoom with them or something like that and you're not able to watch their body move. Trainers, don't do that. Like, please don't do that because then you make a bad rap for like other trainers that, you know, we don't have, you know, we're just out for our money or our cash or whatever like that. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, and other potential clients, speak up for yourselves. Like, that always comes back to the first part is just be honest with the fact that the program is not working. Yeah. You know. And, and check in. Like, I know um, if, you, if you are just breaking into the space for the first time, trainers out there, um, and it's not something that you're, that you're familiar with, and you're like, well, I built this thing. I put my all into it, and I think it's pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to be honest, like be either, either let, like let the client know like, Hey, I'm, this is something that I'm trying. And, um, you know, I've taken all these things into consideration, but you and I are going to need to be constantly communicating. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like it's not working, mm-hmm. you need to let me know. Mm-hmm. So that way I can, uh, either adjust it or I can refer you out to somebody who might, you know, better, better fit your needs or whatever. But that, that openness and that willingness to be honest with the person that you're talking to um, goes a long way. Otherwise, people are going to feel like you swindled them into something. Well, when we were initially talking about like what topic we were going to talk about, we were kind of outlining things, right? So the first check mark was like vibe. Do we vibe? And then the second one was experience. And I think that you can tell experience or education through someone that can be like, oh, you have uh, a previous Achilles tear. Okay, so do you have any like outstanding pain like within your knee or do you have you know they start asking certain things that start making sense and you're like how could they know that about my body that's pretty cool that they would take the time to ask do I have any radiating pain here or here here because of a previous car accident um because that is one of the questions I usually ask somebody is like I don't care how old the injury is I need to know like I need to know because I guarantee you you've been compensating it for years and you have no idea that the pain in your neck is because of such and such or something yeah. like that yeah. um and so you know it's going into the conversation with expectations um for your trainer is is okay and so being able to um to ask for things to help with certain issues like that um, I think does validate any type of other education or certifications that follow their name. Um, please make sure that they have at least one certification. Please, <laughs> just one. Just something, at least something. Yeah. But, I think you have to expect to, like, uh, as the client coming in, you know, expect that there's going to be a, a level of routine maintenance things mm-hmm. that are just, that fit 
for your goals and your and what you're what you're pushing towards. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be some things that you just have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not all fun, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then once you get that plan together, finding out which which niche is going to help you make those small marginal changes every day, um, so that you can get closer towards the big goal. Right? Mm-hmm. Stop shooting for that giant one. Be honest. Be open. Mm-hmm. Come with the expectation. Come with the uh, the the readiness and the openness, right? Mm-hmm. And if the vibe's not there and you don't feel that that, that one's going to be, you know, if that trainer's going to be the right fit, remind yourself of that. You don't get sucked in to, to something that you might, you know, starry-eyed think that you're going to get to where you need to be because it's not going to happen. You're just going to be right back where you started or worse off. You've got to be on the same, uh, same level playing field, open with one another, and feel that. Feel that vibe and that energy. Get that educate. Make sure that that education is there, which, you, like you said, you can find mm-hmm. through it. Um, What's another one? I also don't think that going in with the expectation that your trainer is going to work out for you is a good one. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, like, your trainer could write your workouts, your trainer could do the meal plan, your trainer could show up. But if you come to the session and you aren't in a good headspace, like, every single time, like, there are some days where, yes, it's hard and it's okay to be, like, frank with your trainer about, like, things that went wrong at work and things went wrong at home and like and all sorts of stuff but if you continue to just not show up for yourself like if you're meeting this trainer once a week and then you don't show up for yourself the other two times it's like a minimum expectation three times a week um you can't expect you know results to happen and you can't expect to put all of that responsibility back on your trainer why didn't you text me? Well, why didn't you babysit me? And like, why didn't you tell me that I should be at the gym? And like putting all, I'm serious. Like yeah. it's, you get people that say that kind of stuff to you. Cause and, they know. Right. Why didn't you tell me I was supposed to eat those three pizzas? Right. And like, well, I well. can't hit that, you know, that fork away from your mouth. Like it's, <laughs> you know, but I don't, I think that, you know, you have to realize that motivation is very temporary and discipline will always be forever. So developing your habits is what is leading to success and not always looking for external inspiration or motivation. That's so, so short lived. I guarantee you motivation will get you there into the door and then it'll leave and it'll be gone forever. Like discipline and the sensation of like actually getting results is what will continue to inspire you. But motivation is so overly spoken about that it's just kind of like, don't like, you're probably not going to be motivated. Like, just like, let's be real. Like showing up, putting one foot in front of the other, waking up and hitting the alarm, even if it is 10 times and I'll show you my alarm, I can like scroll all the alarms. I'm definitely one of those persons that have to have like four alarms. But and Bianca can even attest to this, like we've talked about it a lot, is that I didn't want to work out, but knowing, and this can be our talk about accountabilities, knowing that she was going to be at my house at eight, eight o'clock, I was like, Ugh. like just rolling myself out of bed <laughs> and like, like zombie walking to the coffee pot and being like, all right, let's do this. I don't want to do this. It's totally fine though. Like it's, you just kind of, you have to show up for yourself because yeah, if you so don't, badass. if you don't show up for yourself, <clears throat> then you can't, you just, you can't expect that same energy back, yeah, you know, not yeah, after a while. That's so crazy. We were talking about that. I don't know. Two days ago. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's so, so true. No one can do the reps for you. No one can put in the work for you. Right. And yeah, don't expect to always feel like it. 
No, oh my God, no. Because because it, it just doesn't. Most of nine times out of ten, you're not gonna feel like it. You mentioned you mentioned accountability buddies. Yeah. An accountability buddy. Yeah. Um, and this is this is uh, something that uh, Elizabeth, my wife, was talking to me about uh, a couple days ago. She was she she had she had a client. The client was venting to her about her friend. Right. They had started a new nutrition plan, and they were she she was all excited about it. She was like. Okay, I'm doing all this. I'm tracking all these things, and 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 uh, and it's and it's working. I'm starting to see some results. And she was like, "Hey, childhood friend, you with me on this? Let's do it together." The childhood friend was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll go. In, I'll go in it." And that was the worst decision that she ended up making because yeah. every every day the friend was like, you know, hey. Yeah, that did cut off there at the end, and that's because in order to listen to the full episode, you can either go on YouTube and search Two Coaches Podcast or search for Two Coaches Podcast anywhere that you listen to my podcast, so Apple Music, Spotify, or obviously Anchor app. Hopefully, you all got something out of that episode, and if you did, we would love for you to DM us Two Coaches or Coffee Connect and let us know what kind of stuck with you. And if you absolutely love it, then please do not hesitate to share. Share and let us know, tag us, and let us know what you love most. Thanks so much for listening.